0: The SAG Strike update as it pertains to conventions, Army of Darkness sequel and comic book shops, and They Live returns to select theaters, all on this Monday edition of Spill the Guts. I like it spooky. Hello and welcome. My name is Clint, and when I am not co-hosting the I like a Spooky Horror podcast every other week, I am here, reporting your horror genre news, great and small, across the board, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Today is Monday, July 24th, and this just in. Last Wednesday on Spill the Guts, I shared information on the ongoing SAG-AFTRA strike. We discussed it again on the latest feature episode of the I Like It Spooky Horror podcast that released yesterday. Perhaps one of the most confusing aspects of the strike is how it affects conventions. Monster Mania recently released the following information. I know everyone, including us, is trying to find out the details and restrictions that SAG is placing upon their union members attending shows. There was a meeting on Wednesday, July 19th with SAG and a number of booking agents to go over the details. As of this reporting, SAG has not updated their restrictions on their website. We hope to see those updates posted on their website soon. In the meantime, here's what we've been told was decided upon in that meeting. SAG actors can sign any item that fans ask them to. This includes any poster, photo, physical media, collectible, etc. from a film they have been in. SAG actors can sign character names and quotes if a fan requests it. There will be 8x10 photos provided for free with the purchase of an autograph at the show. SAG actors cannot provide photos from their films themselves, but third parties such as vendors, promoters, etc. can. For the most part, the stars are not the people who have ever provided their photos in the past anyway. SAG actors cannot discuss anything about new or previous films that they have worked on in Q&As or panels. They can only discuss their personal life, personal interests, hobbies, etc. if they attend a panel. Also, please keep in mind guests such as musicians, wrestlers, etc. are not necessarily SAG actors, so any SAG restrictions do not apply to them. The same topic was being discussed on a Facebook group page for Scarefest Kentucky, to which co-promoter Wes Forsyth replied, Most reports I've seen from fans going to conventions last weekend were that people could not tell any difference between past conventions compared to current ones. Wes also said that Brian Bremer recently gave a great explanation on Scarefest TV. The actor from Pumpkinhead and Silent Night Deadly Night Part 5 said, Actors are only restricted from promoting current or future projects that are funded by Struck Studios, streamers, and companies. We can definitely talk about our past work, just no promotion of current or future projects funded by Struck companies. It's confusing, I know, but cons won't look radically different other than those like San Diego Comic Con, which heavily promote upcoming projects. I can definitely talk about Pumpkinhead and sign pics from those films. I just can't promote anything current or in development. So it looks like for the most part, conventions are going to be rather normal, besides Q&As and panels. As always, I will keep you as up-to-date as possible with new information as it materializes. Perhaps the only hang-up for fans and attendees I see at this point is a celebrity's decision on attending conventions and fan expos during the strike. From what I can tell, the majority of celebs in the horror con circuit are planning on business as usual as far as it pertains to appearances, and most conventions are remaining transparent as things unfold. Probably one of the most important things to remember in all of this is to respect attending celebrities' individual preferences on their fan interactions. <laughs> All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Second story of the day comes from Fangoria.com who reports that an Army of Darkness Forever sequel series has been announced by Dynamite and that the comic book series will make use of Sam Raimi's original ending to the 1992 Evil Dead sequel. More than 30 years after Sam Raimi's horror comedy classic hit theaters, Army of Darkness is getting the sequel it sorely deserves in comic book form. The folks at Dynamite have announced that they are releasing a new series titled Army of Darkness Forever beginning in October. While we've had Army of Darkness comics in the past, this series will make use of Raimi's original ending for the film, which sees Ash Williams waking up in the distant future, providing fans with a look of what could have been. In the ending, as many fans know it, Ash wakes up in Michigan in the 90s. In the original ending, however, he sleeps too long and wakes up a hundred years later in 2093. It was deemed too dark and the studio shut it down, but many fans have since embraced this as the superior ending. That's where this new comic series comes in. Army of Darkness Forever issue number one picks up immediately after the events of the 1992 film, jumping between three timelines, the futuristic Army of Darkness of 2093, the Esmar Isles of 1993, and the Middle Ages Chaos of Castle Kandar. To go along with the new series, Dynamite is also releasing an Army of Darkness movie adaptation 30th Anniversary Edition of Army of Darkness 30th Anniversary Trading Cards. The movie adaptation was originally released in 1992, written by Sam and Ivan Ramey, with artwork by John Bolton from the X-Men. It also features a special interview with Bruce Campbell, conducted by comics legend, Kurt Busiek. The Trading Cards set showcases a collection of Army of Darkness comic book art and photos across an 18-card base set. Chase cards including 6 signed cards, 9 movie photo cards, 9 line art cards, a 9-card puzzle set, and a special box topper pack of 3 special cards. Hundreds of exclusive, hand-drawn, one-of-a-kind sketch cards are also included across packs from a roster of various artists. All of this and Army of Darkness Forever issue number one hits shelves this October. Lo and behold, it is that time yet once again to pause for station identification and hear from our podcast network, the PFPN. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. Last story of the day comes from the Svenguli Fan Group page on Facebook, who shared an article from conskipper.com, who reports that John Carpenter's They Live, starring Roddy Piper and Keith David, returns to theaters nationwide this fall for the covert alien invasion film's 35th anniversary. You see, I take these glasses off. She looks like a regular person, doesn't she, huh? Put them back on, formaldehyde face, that's what we got. That's enough out of you. I've got one that can see. They Live will infiltrate theaters courtesy of Fathom Events on September 3rd and September 6th. Most theaters will screen They Live as a matinee on September 3rd and an evening showing on September 6th. So check your local listings at Fathomevents.com. On a personal note, I think this film just might be more relevant now than ever. trying to save you and your family's life. I'm giving you a choice, either put on these glasses Our start is not trash. And that's a wrap on this Monday edition of Spill the Guts. Don't forget that you can keep up with the I Like It Spooky Horror Podcast on all mainstream social media platforms and to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss anything we put out for you like the new feature episode that dropped yesterday where we discussed the 2011 paranormal found footage film Grave Encounters. Speaking of encounters, our group will meet back here this coming Wednesday with another session of news on the next edition of Spill the Guts. Hey, what's wrong with you, man? Show some fucking respect for the dead, will ya?